You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Jack Kennelly, and with me is my lovely wife, Doreen. <laughs> Good morning and welcome back. I got the deer in the headlights look on that one. You, <laughs> you, were, kept, you, you didn't think I was going to pause yeah, for that. Yes, it was. Well... Excuse me. We're we're happy to have with us uh, one of the, uh, the the famous to Catholic radio, Real Presence Radio in particular, one of the Rutten Brothers. And uh, uh, Joe, before we start, I have to tell you this uh, before the uh, we get into the interview is that Doreen is a wonderful, uh, a, a great fan of the Rutten Brothers. And uh, and, if you, and if you sense any kind of, um, I can't say adolescent type adoration because Doreen is just, and recently is recently out of that state in her life, but I think you know what I mean. So if you sense any of that in the uh, during the interview, just work right through it, okay? Hey, hey, hey Jack, we got to start by this word famous. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Uh, infamous, maybe there's a little infamy going on, but I don't know about famous. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. It's kind of funny when you have two brothers that are uh, Catholic priests, because uh, especially out in South Dakota or in you know these rural dioceses where you know uh, 150 miles away is just kind of next door. And so, once your brothers have been around a few of the the communities in the diocese, um, everybody has a sense that they know you. But when you're the one that's not the priest. They don't really know you a lot of times, <laughs> but they look at you like they do. So anyway, for for whatever it's worth, if, if it uh, gives the Lord glory, then let it be. So how we do? How we doing today? We're doing very well. I would think, though, being a uh, brother to two priests, you probably get a lot. You know, you got two brothers that are priests. What's wrong with you? Well, I fell out of the seminary, so they kicked me out. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Jack, I actually was uh, the second one in. So Paul, the oldest, uh, he's 41 or so. He's, he's been ordained for, I don't know, a good dozen years, maybe even, uh, well, I take that back. He might have even been ordained for 17 years. Um, he was the first one in in 96, 97 or so, and then I actually went in and did my whole undergraduate work four years in minor seminary at the University of St. Thomas, St. John Vianney Seminary up in St. Paul, Minnesota, before I discerned out. And interestingly enough, when I made the decision, uh, I went to my spiritual director. Every seminarian has a human formation director and a spiritual director. And the spiritual director is the one that you tell everything to. They don't really, it's kind of like a confession, you know, you can kind of share your heart with them and don't have to worry about uh, everybody else finding out about it. Well, I made the decision to, I discerned out, and I went and was going to tell him, and I said, and I said, you know, I, I think it's time that I, uh, you know, uh, move on, and I don't think that the Lord's calling me to be a priest. And uh, he kind of looked at me, turned his head a little bit, and he said, you know what, that's great, Joe, because if 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 you weren't going to make the decision in about one week, I was going to make it for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, you know how merciful the Lord is to let me come to that. But three and a half, four years I did in the seminary, and then my twin brother actually a number of years afterward went in. And so I guess for some reason the Lord got us mixed up, uh, you know, kind of like I suppose our mothers maybe did at birth. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm actually John or he's Joe or who's who, but... Well, I think that th- I think that seminary training is probably doing well for you because they cannot pull any theological wool over your eyes. 
Well, I like on Rutten Radio, Stump a Priest. Now, like, uh, they don't like it when I do that segment, but you know, it kind of puts, puts them on the spot. But, you know, like, who is the first successor of an apostle? And those kinds of questions are fun. But uh, it's not often I get one over on them, but every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun in family. Right, good, right. Good, clean competition. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for being with us. And you're here for a, a purpose. You're a... Um, would you just, we've talked a little bit about your family and a little bit about your past, but could you um, just let our listeners know something about um, where you are today, what you're doing, um, you know, the path that God has uh, called you on yeah, and that you so, are living? Yeah, I think, Doreen, you might have mentioned, you know, kind of the training that seminary gave me so that the priest couldn't get one over on me. Um, you know, my formation in seminary really has been, in, it's really been a great blessing to my uh, professional life now as a layman, because I spent a decade in Catholic high school at O'Gorman High School in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, teaching scripture, ethics, and apologetics. And, um, you know, that experience uh, was wonderful, and I never would have ended up in education, let alone faith education, theological education, if it wasn't for going to seminary first, so... Uh, it's been great being a layman, teaching theology in, in, in the Church, and did some parish work at the Cathedral of St. Joseph, and I wasn't a real big fan of parish work. Um, you know, the, the, the Church is, is struggling, and I think we're struggling to understand the new evangelization, the new modes, the new models and methods that we need to maybe attempt uh, to try and repropose the Gospel in a way that uh, is, bears fruit. You know, and I, I, I'm a, my wife is a nurse. She says I'm a non-compliant patient. <laughs> so I don't like working within uh, the apparatus of bureaucratic structure and such. And so I, but I did, I enjoyed it. It was about seven years I did that. And then I uh, got hired at Mount Marty University, a Benedictine University on the Missouri in Yankton, South Dakota. And for the last five years, I've been teaching theology, philosophy, and running the Benedictine Leadership Institute, uh, which has been phenomenal. It's been one of the greatest callings of my life, outside of my vocation and my family. And in the process, one of the things I work with is the integrated life. How is it that um, faith, religion, spirituality, our Catholic experience of reality integrates into the totality of our life? And my experience is that oftentimes we compartmentalize our lives and we do one thing on Sunday, we do the church thing on Sunday, and then on Monday we do the work thing, and then when we get home we do the family thing, and on Friday night we do the, the fun thing where we go out on Main Street. And, and it's, it's like, all right, you know, it's the same person when we're at the pub having a beverage with the fellas. Is that same person the person that's at church in the pew on Sunday or in, in the office on Monday? And so it really gave me a particular calling to uh, help men specifically— uh, connect to their faith through work. And so in 2012, I started a Catholic men's business fraternity, helping men uh, of faith take Sunday into Monday and connect faith to connect to their faith through their work. And it comes uh, really out of a desire to think differently about men's ministry. And if men struggle to sit in the pew or if they struggle to find meaning in spirituality in their faith, I know one thing, a lot of men don't struggle to find meaning at work, and so if I can bring them through the back door by 
encountering them, putting the honey at the middle of the circle being work and talking about how work has meaning and how we can be called to meaningful work, uh, that business can, can participate in creating human flourishing and flourishing communities and that it's holy and, and, and divine. I have found that men respond to that and then they grow in their faith through that conversation. And so for uh, about eight years or so, I've been running this Catholic men's business fraternity. And then it led us to offer a annual experience, a platform for the larger business community, men and women, Catholic and larger Christian, anybody interested in faith and work and that relationship, we started an annual conference. And so this Thursday coming up, actually, we have our sixth annual faith and business conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, and we always expect about 300 men and women that will come and talk about how faith impacts work. Okay, uh, so, b- before we even get into that, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about this? I think you've got a website, and how, right. how, how do they register? And maybe we can we can do that again at the end. Yeah, for sure. Faithandbusinessconference.com, all one word, spell out and. Uh, the URL, I couldn't believe it actually existed, but that shows you how little uh, people are doing this type of work. Faith and business. Dot com. Um, so faith and business, you can go there to get registered for the ticket. It'll also take you to the website to find out more about it. Uh, but we've got a great lineup. But I'm telling you, there is a strong desire amongst the laity to encounter the divine reality, encounter Jesus Christ, encounter their Catholic Christian faith in a way that gives them a deeper meaning and sense of purpose in their life. And I have found that when you can do that through work, through business, that it actually energizes the the Sunday aspect to their faith. They begin to see a deeper connection and meaning and purpose to what they're doing on Sunday. They, they, they're, they're capable of saying, all right, maybe this faith that I'm practicing actually can guide my work and, and, and how I treat my employees and how I put together benefit packages and how it is that I organize teams team projects and give responsibilities. And so it's been a fantastic journey, and it's, it's just begun, because we have found that people all over the United States are looking for just this type of an opportunity, and it's provided right here in the Midwest, in the, this region, in our backyard, in Sea Falls, South Dakota. Okay, we've got about a minute before the break, but um, maybe within that time, can you explain just briefly what are some of the challenges people are facing uh, Facing in the workforce now, particularly when you're talking about bringing faith into work? Right. I think the biggest thing is the divided life, um, that we really do compartmentalize our lives, specifically as it relates to work. We go to work on Monday, and we don't—we have not been trained largely about how our faith impacts what we're doing in the office. And many of us think about like a Bible study in the morning or praying before meetings or having a cross-up in our office, and those are all great sacramental and spiritual opportunities. But what we're focusing on is our faith principles. How does Catholic social teaching, dignity of persons, solidarity of communities, how do those principles impact who I am and how I go about my work Monday through Friday? Uh, and that's really the emphasis of the curriculum and the conversation and dialogue that we've created. We're, we're at a break time, Joe. Um, 
and we'll get back to this right after the break, but it sounds like this is like a major fruit from uh, the Second Vatican Council, you know, with the uh, kind of commission for us, for the laity to take on their role to go out into the world in such a beautifully and practical way. All right. 100%. Okay. Yeah, but let's go to the break and we'll come back to that uh, right after this. So stay with us and uh, we'll be back with more of Real Presence Live. And we're talking with Joe Rutten. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. I grew up in a town where there was prejudice against Catholics. Mm. I grew up in a Danish Lutheran community. In fact, we went to a German Catholic church, and I thought the only two religions there were was Catholic and Lutheran. Even if they don't get converted, they are aware of what we believe. Because there was Bishop Sheen who said, they don't hate us for what we believe, they hate us for what they think we believe. And it has to be the Catholics who step forward and come up to the the plate and because it also enriches us there's an undercurrent of morality and you get the sense of morality there may not well there's really pro-life things but still in other things this giving you support for the morality that you have as a catholic and that's really important for the young kids and i'm so excited on some of these talk shows Mm. where young kids call up so they're hearing they're getting that and they're getting that support You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. I'm Doreen Canelli, and I'm here with my husband, Jack. And he just gave me a funny That was a deer-in-the-headlight look, <laughs> deer too. deer-in-the-headlights look. He gave it back to me that I gave him at the last break. And we are very happy to be um, visiting with Joe Rutten from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And Joe is telling us about an event that he facilitates for um, to fa- in order to help people in the business world to really live their faith. Um, so it's kind of like taking... Sunday into Monday, I think, is or is what he's calling that's it. That's exactly right. Doreen, that's kind of our tagline is, is how do we take Sunday into Monday, and it really addresses that divided life, and that it's uh, it, what does that practically look like? We say it means that we need to take our principles of faith, 
and integrate them into our business practices. And uh, it's magical. It really transforms the mind and the heart as we go about business on Monday and helps instill in us a greater purpose, a higher purpose for the work that we do. You know, I'm going to guess that there is a piece of this that goes beyond business, that um, if a person who's not involved as a business person were to attend your conference uh, and let's say that there was a, a young stay-at-home mother or, uh, you know, someone outside of the business world. I'm just going to guess that they could take something from this, too, to live their life more fully. Right. I think, um, you know, so starting with really um, Leo the Thirteenth Leo the at the end of the 19th century, Rerum Navarum, the beginning of the Church's conversation about the industrial age and labor and work, specifically geared toward that, and then moving to the Vatican Council today, too, in the 60s, and then to how do we implement that today. I take like this 150-year chunk, and I just kind of say, you know, the Church is at an interesting time where Society and how families live and operate and work and do educate, all of that stuff is changing. Uh, and as it does, the first thing we need to be rooted in is dignity of the human person, that we're, 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 we're created with dignity, and we're created by a God that desires to be present to us and to love us, and also calls us to be creators ourselves. And so we go out and we have an opportunity to create goods and services that are put at service to human community for human flourishing, and all of this stuff is something that every human being needs to be trained in. It's not like this is just what education should be training or just business should be training. This is what human communities need to be training in. And so certainly anybody that's in any sort of field of raising up and cultivating people would find this beneficial, whether that's as a homeschool mother or whether it's as a garbage bin picking up uh, uh, trash for the city community. Everybody has a God that loves them and has been given a purpose in this world to sanctify it. And ultimately, at the heart of the Faith and Business Conference is that platform, that conversation about how is it that I'm being called to live in human community so that I can create human flourishing with the gifts and talents I've been given to put them to the service of others. Many of us do that at our jobs, right, at work Monday through Friday. And so we're specifically targeting that demographic. But this applies to all human persons. Right. Um, so you have a faith and business conference coming up. Um, could you tell us kind of that the overall goal is for that day and what that day looks like? Right. So the goal of the day, broadly speaking, is just to be a platform for the larger business community to have a place in the region where they can come and have a dialogue created about faith and business, about taking Sunday into Monday, about faith principles in business practices. What does that look like and how do we do it? And this year's theme is focused on building great teams. How is it that we can build great teams with our faith principled business practices? And we've got the one and only Matt Burke, Super Bowl champion, from the Baltimore Ravens. He lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's from the cities. He went to Creighton-Durham High School up there. 
went to Harvard after that. Unfortunately, he played for the Vikings, but didn't win a Super Bowl <laughs> for the Vikings. We'll have a little thought. He's going to be our keynote headliner at 3 o'clock in the afternoon this Thursday. He's the keynote. So he's going to talk about what makes teams great. Okay. Building on that, we're going to have, starting the conference off at 1230, Bishop Donald DeGroote of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will kick it off with opening prayer. And then we have our second keynote speaker, Andreas Widmer. He wrote The Pope and the CEO, a very famous book about 20 years ago. He's a professor of uh, uh, entrepreneurship at the Catholic University of America in D.C. He's an entrepreneur and a businessman himself, and he's going to kick the conference off and talk about what are the faith principles that we want to instill in our business practices so he'll give us the terms and definition and the broader Christian vision of teamwork. Then in the middle, we've got a local company panel. Click Rain is a digital online marketing company. And Natalie Eisenberg and two of the, employee, the other leaders there, they're going to do a panel conversation with myself about practically speaking, what does it look like to practice faith principle business practices? And Click Rain has an intentional culture that's built on faith, family, and work in that order. So we want to talk to them and ask them, what does this mean for you? What does it look like for you? What are the challenges present to trying to create that type of a culture? And then Matt will just crush it at the end with a home run. Uh, as Well, I suppose in this it'll be a touchdown, right? The right <laughs> I thought you said football. <laughs> right, right, right. A touchdown, he'll give a good spike and, uh, uh, you know, lift up that Super Bowl ring and say, you know what, it's Jesus Christ and our faith that make us great. And it's in Christ and our faith that we can find that these great teams that we have at work actually find their greatest fruit and their greatest benefit and their greatest impact. In the world, and so we can lift Christ up by having a cross or uh, uh, having a prayer before a meeting or a Bible study. But we can also make Christ present by how we go about the business that we do, and that's faith principles, business practice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to interject something here, but I think I'm, I'm probably stating the obvious now after those last several minutes, but. Uh, our our prior guests today were talking about retreats, and this is not a retreat. This is at the uh, the Sioux Falls Convention Center, so we're not talking about uh, uh, limited attendance or anything like that, correct? No, nope. nope. this is 300 people. will probably be in attendance, no limit. People show up. Uh, I don't think they're going to turn anybody away. So it's going to, you know, it will be a retreat in this sense. You know, military, a retreat as a, as a, as a, as a term is, a pulling back and an elevation to assess the battlefield. And so it will be, in a sense, a retreat like that, right? We're going to pull back from the office. We're doing it on a work day, but we know that we want to pull them out of the office for, for a half of the day. Mass starts at 11, lunch at noon, bishop at 1230. Conference will run till 430. But we want to pull them out of the office and, and help them sit back and assess their work, sit, sit back and assess the battlefield. Of, of, of their businesses so that they can reflect and pray and, and consider how is it that I can do this better. So it'll be a retreat in that sense, but it's not a limited type situation. Uh, anybody that shows up, $50 ticket, I mean, it's almost free uh, for, for what anything costs anymore. So faithandbusinessconference.com, faithandbusinessconference.com, all one word. 
you can go right there and uh, sign up, register, and get your ticket today. Yeah, and I, I would think that uh, even non-Catholics could benefit from this because I know in my own experience, having read a, you know, a few books about uh, uh, faith and work and things like that, that uh, the Catholic social principles, uh, you know, when you're talking about those specific to the workplace, they're basically the same principles that you read in all the various uh, book of the month things for uh, CEOs. And uh, it's basically yeah. a matter of acknowledging the dignity of all of your workers and uh, allowing them to flourish in the workplace. But they just give it a new name or a new language and write a book. Right. And there you go. So I always say this is natural revelation. This is this is accessible to all human persons. It's universal knowledge and truth, the, the Church's Catholic social teaching. We're just the organization or institution that codified it into a collective body of teaching we call Catholic social teaching. But it's not divinely revealed in the sense like the, the dignity of or the, the, the assumption of Mary or the real presence of the Eucharist or... That would be a separate type of revelation and teaching of the Church. That's not what our necessary focus is, although we're not opposed to that. We're starting the event with Mass. But, heck, I've even found uh, some of the Protestants in the past have come early and come to participate in the Mass, and they're like, wow, that was really cool. I've never been to a Catholic Mass before. That was a great, great homily. Or, you know, and, and they often, you know, that type of an experience is where it's a little bit of a both and. The message is universal to all human persons. Anybody's invited, men, women, Catholics, Christians, uh, but we're not afraid or scared of our Catholic faith, or, you know, but it is accessible to all persons, and that's the magic of it, Jack. Yes, and this is coming up quickly. It looks like August 19th. That's this Thursday, correct? Right, right. We're just a few days away. Thursday, Sioux Falls, the Convention Center, 11 to 4.30, Faith and Business Conference. Dot com. You can get your ticket today. Is it necessary to pre-register, or do you take walk-ins? It's not, it's not necessarily. We'll take walk-ins. We won't turn anyone way at the door. You know how some of these things are where you serve meals. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have a little bit of a head count. So if you are coming down, we'd prefer you jump on and register just so that we have a head count. But if you end up at the door, I'm sure we'll have plenty of walk-ins as well. Okay, well, we'd certainly encourage our listeners, particularly those in the Sioux Falls areas, to consider uh, attending this conference, because I think uh, it sounds like it's a good one. It should be a lot of fun with the speakers that you have lined up. Right, and, help you absolutely. get out of the Sunday box and bring it, what you receive into the world. And, Joe, we want to thank you for uh, uh, being with us today. We've been talking with Joe Rutten, who's been speaking on his own behalf and not uh, in connection with the Rutten brothers. And uh, we, were, <laughs> we, were, we were glad we were able to get him uh, to break away and uh, be with us for this uh, Last half hour. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, please Thanks. greet please greet Father John for me. Thank you. We'll do so. <laughs> Thanks, Jack and Doreen. It's been inspirational and uplifting. Thank you. <laughs> Just like they say <laughs> in the lead in. <laughs> very, very good. This is, and this isn't my first rodeo. No. Nope. <laughs> you know, we'll be praying that all goes well on the nineteenth for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let the Lord's will be done. Many blessings. Yes. Okay. Up next for you listeners, back to school. How can parents and kids face the stresses? and busyness of the coming school year. A father-daughter counseling duo will join us next to talk about this, so stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 